With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what you want. You're the one I trust. And I Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode 103. This is the first show of 2021, the Championship Show, that is. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, keep up to date on the uh, upcoming shows and guests, and of course... Uh, you can get the audio versions at uh, all the usual uh, radio and podcast platforms. 
And if you just want to keep it football, follow at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms as well. And uh, just as we wait uh, for the for those various platforms to fill up and whatnot, uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. Um, they're a global sports agency. They represent sports stars around the world. They are making some big moves recently. If you're paying attention, which I hope you are, uh, some very interesting uh, signings. And uh, I like it. I like to see it. But uh, you can uh, you can follow them on social media. The link's in the description below. And, of course, you can visit their uh, their brand new website, which is uh, it's nice. And they're also linked below. And uh, the sponsor for today's show, Bespoke Financial, as ever. Uh, Darren Ralston, massive thank you to him and Bespoke Financial. They're giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out at the moment. So uh, check them out. Give them a call. Give him a call. And don't miss out on this amazing offer because uh, they're the top of the top, top of the tree when it comes to uh, service. They are award-winning uh, service in their, in their area. And we are very proud to uh, partner up with them. Uh, we'll have a, a little ad from them a bit later on. But uh, with no further ado, the man who's going to do the majority of the talking tonight, because I've been in bed all week, but I'm here for you, the people. And uh, it is Mr. Mr. Andrew Campbell. He used to play for Cardiff City, Middlesbrough. He's dominating Middlesbrough's over 40s league. And uh, he's still David Jones' favourite son. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long week, tiring week for, for everybody. Uh, it's been t- ages since this show's been on. I feel as though mm-hmm. the championship show has had a bit of a had a bit of a rough ride, but um, it's been on we're back. We're back with a bang. Um, Looking forward mm. to talking um, all championship football. So get your championship <coughs> questions in, get your um, get your anecdotes in. Let's uh, yeah, let's go. I'm really looking forward to it. But it's not all been plain sailing for everybody, sir. You know, obviously we started the show with um, with some sad news um, on the VT um, with, uh, with with Sam, who's a, a huge Cardiff City supporter. Uh, tragically losing his life um, a few days ago. Um, I was lucky enough this week, and this, and I mean really lucky. Uh, I was asked to send um, uh, send a, a message to his fiance Sammy Joe and his two little boys uh, Isaac and Albie. Um, so I sent a video, um, and the messages I've got back uh, from Sammy Joe's dad uh, and brother uh, are absolutely just uh, heartwarming, and I just couldn't believe the response I got back from them and. It really touched me, um, and I couldn't miss an opportunity on the show to uh, just send my best to the family because it's, um, I, I can't imagine what's going on. I can't imagine what they're going through. And, um, you know what I mean? I think every Cardiff City fan and every person who watches this show, and especially everyone associated with the Championship Show and Ace Podcast Nation, uh, just sends everyone's condolences, thoughts and prayers out to the whole family. You couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Um, yeah. As I was, as I talked about recently, mate, like... The, uh, the community which we're building through this show, through the other shows, like it's not just about the people watching the shows, but it's also about the people who interact with each other and talk to each other. And I consider it a quality community full of good people who look out for each other and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, I've seen multiple people going back and forth over Christmas and stuff, just like saying hello or just seeing you know if you're all right, everything okay, just little things like that, mate. And I think you know that can carry over from, go- from things like football. And it stuff goes like. a long way, so I don't it being nice, you know. It's nice to be nice. People that that, that that famous saying, nice to be nice, you know what I mean? What what's the point of being of being nasty and being and being horrible, you know what I mean? And and saying bad comments and making people feel bad, you know. We're going through a bad time as it is at, at the time, so it's um yeah, it's it's difficult, you know. And then 
also just just to finish i don't want to be all doom and gloom because i want it to be a positive mm. show but um but yeah some comments amazing comments um my um uh somebody who i work with one of my fellow directors of black diamond sports uh lost a member of his family this weekend do you know what i mean so my thoughts with them they're, they're in america and it's it's sad because you when you're not near your family i can imagine it's it's just as bad or worse sometimes you know so it's a difficult time for everybody at the minute what's going on and i just hope that the um, the world can sort itself out and uh, and we can get back to some kind of normality and, and happiness between people, families and, and whatever, you know? Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. It's, um, it's a tough time of year, mate. January is always um, difficult for everyone, isn't it? And obviously there's been a barrage of bad news this week, as you just mentioned. And with everything else that's going on, it, it makes it a bit uh, more difficult. But we'll, uh, we'll try and take people's minds off it for an hour or so. Yeah. Um, Totally. Shout out to, uh, by the way, shout out to Del Castro, who just dropped a comment in the chat. Didn't drop a comment, didn't say hello, just dropped a link to a song. There you go. Check out his song. That's your little Good. plug. At least you could like have done it. it. Say, say hello first. Didn't I? I like it. I, I like it. I like it. I like that, though. I'm going to do it. It's the sort in of thing it. I would do. In and out. Drop links drop, drop to shows, in. various things, in people, <laughs> other people's stuff. Drop yeah. it in and go. Drop it in and go. Like it. Yeah. Like it. Good effort. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's saying hello and about well, which I kind of flick up now. Um, I am feeling a bit better, Reese. Thank you. That's why there's a show tonight. Um, obviously, I cancelled Super Kev on Tuesday. Um, I was rough as hell. I've been asleep all week, literally day and night. And um, Kev was a bit rough as well. So we just said, right, we'll do it next week. I'm guessing. I'm guessing his wasn't rough um, for the right reason. I don't know. I think he. I think he had a bit. I think he had a spot of food poisoning, and I think he was actually it was oh, food poisoning. Food poisoning. Food poisoning. <laughs> but yeah, Garrett says my expecting snow. It's like no, I got back. I got back in chest. But anyway, it's, it's what it is, man. You know, it's uh, there's lots to talk about as ever. Lord. Yeah, I did well. want to say one thing very quickly. I wanted to say thank you to everyone who subscribed to the YouTube channel recently because, as you know, getting to the thousand felt like like that was such a big thing for me because it took so long. It took ages. We took had to keep building and building and encouraging people. Since we went to a thousand just before Christmas, we're already up to like one thousand seven hundred and fifty. So like seven hundred. That second thousand seems like it's going to come around a lot quicker than the first, yeah. which I appreciate people coming yeah, totally. along and joining and uh, as you know we've seen some new new names and faces over the last few weeks yeah uh, lots joining the various shows and stuff mm. it's been it's cool to see mate so yeah um at the end of the show for anyone who doesn't know we will answer any questions and stuff like that so send them in even if it seems like i'm ignoring them it's not i'm leaving them to the end because we're going to cover all the different teams in the championship first but uh before we get to the championship teams let's uh Bit of any other business, mate. I think let's start. Let's start on the negative, go into the positive, and then away we go. So, um, what's the first bit of any other business this evening, my friend? Or would you like me to? Start? Um, no, I think we'll start. We've got to start with COVID. I think you know what I mean because COVID is affecting football in a in a huge, dramatic way. You know, um, we've got every. We, yeah, we've got the EFL, we've got the FA Cup this weekend, and it's going to have a it's going to have a huge impact. Listen, um, I, I, we're not we're all, the problem I've got side with it all is everyone's not aligned. You know what I mean? The, the, for me, there's got to be a number, a magic number. If, if 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 clubs have a number of players or staff who have contracted this horrible disease, then the game's cancelled, then it doesn't happen, and they don't play till the following week if they've had so many those positive tests have cleared, uh, those negative tests have cleaned up. 
I, I, it just baffles me. You know what I mean? Derby County, the number of tests Derby County have, 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 have deemed positive this week is absolutely frightening. I look at Aston Villa as well in the FA Cup tonight. Um, it's worrying, Si, I'll be honest, because it's... Um, this is this is getting worse before it's potentially going to get better. And football seems to be protected in a certain sort of way. And now football seems to be being affected in a in a massive sort of way. You know what I mean? That the people are on about um, let's cancel football, let's give it a break, let's let's have two weeks off. And to be honest, with the with the way that the cases are going on, if if game if teams can't play anyway, then I, I don't if see the point. Going a break. Yeah. Well, well if, if if one team's having two weeks and then someone else is having a week because they're playing that fixture and then someone else is on the following week, then surely it does make sense to have a mini break. But they like the thing for me, like Derby versus Chorley is it's remarkable, mate, because in my opinion, the only reason that game is on is because it's an FA Cup game and because they've got nowhere else to put it. They yeah. can't reschedule it. Yeah. Because Derby County if you look on the betting sides, I believe they were earlier surely a favourites because it's yeah, the academy team. Mm. So, like, you can't tell me that, that we've talked about the FA Cup and about how we don't think it's an even playing field in terms of just the basics of the rules, whereby some some games have VAR, some games don't. Mm. Like, in the same competition, that's ludicrous. But to, to force Derby to play this game when their manager's out, half the squad's out, I think it's 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 ludicrous. It doesn't sit well with me, Si, because it, it's you know what I mean. Yes, it's a it's a great listen. It's a great opportunity for the kids. It's not even snowing. It's a it's a great opportunity for Derby's kids. It's a great opportunity for Villa's kids tonight against uh, to sit themselves on a platform. Um, but what does it mean, honestly? What does it mean? You know, because they're expected to lose. Potentially, they could get beat in a heavy heavy way, especially Villa. Um, Derby's kids, you know what I mean? Do they want to have on it on their CV on their debut that they lost to Charlie from non-league football? Damage them, mate. You know what I mean? It, it, it's damage, damage limitations. Tomorrow, yeah, like I know. five nil. Yeah, I know. some and of those players might never play again. Like, and this, uh, and this, 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 potent, this potentially might happen. And you know what I mean? I, I see. We're on about degrading the FA Cup. For me, this is massively degrading it. You know what I mean? Surely they can put the game in midweek. Surely, they, you know what I mean? Surely they, there's there's right and wrong ways to do these things. And well, I, I feel sorry for all the football. It's killing football. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, mate. I shouldn't have interrupted you. That's but as right. far as I know, um, Chorley and Derby County are not playing in Europe this year. So there's no reason why this game couldn't have been fitted in at yeah. when the Champions League games are on. Yeah. And I know that the Championship is like every week because they've put themselves in such a position they've got to cram these games in but there might just be a week where you've got to go like yeah. Saturday Tuesday Friday or Thursday and Sunday just, uh, uh, listen, there's, there's, there's a few teams si, who, 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 who have been hit you know Middlesbrough train, um, close the training ground um, you know, I mean, they've got staff missing tomorrow they've got a few players missing as well And look at the bigger picture and, and I use Middlesbrough as an example Middlesbrough have got I think the oldest oldest manager in the football football division yeah uh, you know what I mean? That's got to be a scare tactic on its own, you know? That, that does the manager well, yeah, want to be in and around? as well. It's about 70. Yeah, you know what I mean? So for me, you know what I mean? There's, there's, it's not well, a listen. There's got to be a better way to do these things and protect these. Because these are people. Forget them being football managers and football Shit. players. Yeah, it doesn't matter how fit and how healthy you are or look from the outside. It's If this gets you, oh, listen, it's not, it's not. There's ethics in place. And for me, yeah. no, there's no, no. No ethics football, mate. Come on. Um, couple of comments I want to address uh, very quickly. Gavin, he said a mate of his died of um, COVID. Uh, he used to work down Cardiff City. Safe style Mike Bez- Beswick. Uh, he said you might I've seen know. that, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I did that. Uh, yeah, I've seen that, Si. I've seen it on uh, 
I, it's, it's been a listen. I thought I thought twenty 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 was a bad year. Twenty 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 one's turned turned it into just just as bad, if not worse. And it's it's oh, hopefully man. soon things can things can rapidly improve and um and, and normality. And I mean I mean I mean people people real real people's lives can get back to normal because people aren't made to be cooped up. People aren't made to to be told what to do. People want to go places, have have their normal lives, live their normal lives, go to the pub, go to, go to work. Got to work to see mm-hmm. people, you know what I mean, and four walls and just no good for anybody. Yeah, not everyone's like me and they want to be isolated from everyone because they hate people. <laughs> but like, it's like most people want to interact and be social and go places. Um, but then, like, I just very quickly, like when I was watching, you said about 2021, um, when I was watching that stuff in America the other day, I was just like, oh. Oh, 2021 started with a bang this is going to be the like yeah. this is the start of the apocalypse this is yeah. going to be in like uh yeah. just the walking dead within you yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not big i'm not big on politics but i was no, i was watching i was watching that with with a with a gasp and thinking it could be a it could be a lot worse where i'm where i'm living and who's who's in charge of my country right now Mm, well, mate, yeah. I just I got a feeling they put us people start putting people in tier five. Uh, come a couple of months, we might see some similar scenes in the UK, mate. It wasn't so long ago there was riots all over the place, so I think people are just going to have had enough, uh, rightly or wrongly. They, like you say, people are fed up of being cooped up inside. Yeah. And the look, the reasons for it are probably right. But the way they've gone about it, chopping and changing their minds, is what's what's riling people up at the end of the day. But back to football. Um, Rob said it doesn't uh, it doesn't help with their football's image when you've got footballers having parties and arranging. He calls it a booty call, um, and uh, you know just stuff like that. That doesn't help like people's sympathy towards football in yeah. terms of, like you mentioned. They are human beings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which of course they are. But that sort of thing is what people are just, they get a bit fed up with it, don't they? And they, and they kind of get, like, it's one thing for me and you to have to stay in, mate, but there's another thing to have to stay in with a swimming pool and a jacuzzi and a gym and all this other stuff in your house. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying money buys happiness and all that sort of thing, but it's very, so, like, I'd love to see the, People, the footballers who are stuck in a house with a pool and all that, we stuck in with three teenagers who just who've got a barely a house big enough for them to do what they want to do twenty four hours for a year and see how they cope. Yeah, I, I, I think I think sometimes, and especially players as well, they need to realise how lucky how lucky they yeah. are sometimes. Yeah, I mean, to still, I mean. and, to, and, and to still and to still be able to still be able to do the one thing that they love because football fans all they want to do is go and watch the people that they love doing what they love doing and it's just it's not it's just not physically possible to happen and um you know what I mean and when and when we watch games and you look like players don't care and you and and you and and and, and clubs aren't doing the right things and oh, it's it's so frustrating because fans play a bigger role which i found during lockdown than i realized the bigger yeah. picture because you know what I mean fans had an impact on players have an impact on yes. players' performance, have an impact on football clubs because when they're not there, you can see a big difference. And when they are there, the difference is just dramatic. Yeah, 100%, mate. The um, Reese says that he's commented on me drinking Costa Coffee. It's actually not Costa Coffee, it's just a Costa Coffee mug because I no longer <laughs> drink the Costa, Co- Costa Coffee because they refuse to sponsor the show. Yeah. So they to me. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take mine up. 
yeah, cover it with black tape or something. <laughs> but um, we are, we are. Uh, I am in conversation with various sponsors at the moment for the various shows. So if you do have a business and you're looking to sponsor a podcast, we're uh, open to offers for various shows. Uh, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that. that. I'm start doing that. Turn it like that so they can't see it. That's right. Yours is uh, you've got all like posh squiggles, squiggles on yours. Mine's ceramic, and there. Uh, Beautiful. Mine's got a lid as well, which is already stained <laughs> with coffee. There we go. Um, Mark rock, Delaney, rock and roll. Rock and roll, us too. Rock and roll. Mark Delaney's in uh, in charge of Villa tonight because they've got all sorts of um, injuries and illnesses. And uh, he's a, I remember him playing for Cardiff. Absolutely one of the best right backs we've ever played for Cardiff. So, uh, when, when I'm on about players potentially struggling, this is a big opportunity for Mark. You know what I mean? Mark's got oh, an opportunity well, to put, to stamp his coaching authority because any player who comes out um, with a, a 7 or 8 out of 10 any good performance a, a, a good piece of defending a good bit of creativity a good set piece a goal anything you know what I mean it'll come from from Mark's coaching which is which is so important so for me this is a brilliant opportunity for Mark uh, to showcase his talents as a manager as a coach a uh, young coach um, and hopefully it works out for him because he's a good guy you know what I mean and um, and I, I really do hope um Hope he takes it with uh, with both hands tonight because I'm sure it won't be a, won't be from a want to try and it'll just be um, what team Villa, what team Leeds, uh, Liverpool put out and if if they can get any kind of look for the full ninety minutes to give them an opportunity to get something. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's um, Cade makes great. He says the show takes his mind off uh, what's going on in the world. That's the aim, my friend. That's the that's plan, the Cade. Yeah, that's the plan, mate. And I think Cade is like uh, making his way through all 350 shows yeah, as well. Is, I yeah. see him every he couple is. of days. He tweets yeah. like, watching, watching this show, watching this yeah. show. But, I think he wants uh, us to yeah. calm down with a live guest so he can catch up, but not happening, Cade. We're, yeah. we're, we're just steamrolling. Steam back steam back on Monday. Back yeah, on steam Monday. Rolling. But uh, Rob Boyle says, if I forget, remind me later, someone who may be able to get involved with sponsors. Oh, that's always good, mate. Always listen to them. Um, so, uh, Bit more positive now. Let's let's move away from there. All the doom and gloom. Yeah. Transfer window is open. Yeah, so, um, some interesting already. Yeah, so far. Yeah, I think. The, the, listen, I think. Um, I think clubs have to do business because um, they're in this catch twenty two. Some teams they're in this they're in this stick or twist moment where we've got an opportunity to get the playoffs. Um, so we have to bring in players. We've got an opportunity to get to the Premier League. We've got to bring in players. We've got to. Make sure we stay in this division. We've got to bring players in. You know what I mean? There'll be a lot more signings will be, than there will be um, the Championship sides and Premier League sides letting players go because, you know what I mean, the gulf of of of, of differences is huge. But, you know what I mean, I'll, I'll see a lot of players leaving League One, moving up to the Championship because there's some good young talent in that. I know Cardiff City are after um, a defender from Crew, which is a good player, by the way. I've seen him a couple of times. Um, um, I know Middlesbrough signed uh, Watmore on a, on, a, on a permanent deal. He got offered better contracts somewhere else, which is credit to the boy, credit to the player that he's backed uh, a manager in a football club who's looked after him, got him fit, got him playing again, got his confidence going. So I, I like that. You know what I mean? Stoke City signing players. Um, I think I think there's more to come, Si. I think there's, there's, there's certain teams. I look at the top end. I look at um, Norwich. I look at Swansea. I look at Bournemouth. I look at Watford. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. You know what I mean? Teams at Brentford. They've all got money. They've all got money at the burn. In in, in all honesty, um, either from Premier League monies from last year or uh, monies from transfer fees selling in the summer. Uh, so I think I think there'll be some interesting signings moving forward this uh, this 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 coming month. 
Yeah, has there been like one signing which has caught your eye so far, mate? Um, I wouldn't say it's probably. I wouldn't say it's caught my. I wouldn't say it's caught my eye. No, um, I, I think the potentials for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm really interested in, in this in this player. Is it is it is it injury from from Crew Alexander the defender? Yeah, well, um, and and I really I really like him because. He reminds me of the conveyor belt that crew used to bring players through. There was the, the yeah. Rob Jones, the Craig Hignitz, the um, the Dean Ashtons. You know what I mean? So they used to bring these kind of players through week in, week out, season on season. And and I'm hope I'm hoping that this is the start of the conveyor belt again because crew are a are a good football club. I used to always enjoy going down there to play. And mm-hmm. if they can keep bringing players through, it's it's fantastic for English football. Well, I was just about to say, and Reese has just commented there. The problem Cardiff might have is the crew manager said that the offer that Cardiff made was so offensive that they refused to even respond. Right. That reminds me of when uh, Arsenal bids for Suarez one pound over his um, yeah. release release clause, and all yeah. you do then is you just you make you make the selling club or potentially selling club just dig their heels in, yeah. and they don't want to know, do they? Mm. Um, but then, you, but then you've got to see it from the from the buying point of view as well, side. You don't want to overpay. You know, what I mean, this window yeah, but is, it's, it's overpaying, it's, isn't it? It's notorious, a, notorious like, for you have to good. overpay to get players. If you want to be successful, you've got to overpay. There's a player valuation, there's a club valuation, but it's about meeting in the middle. And for me, the important yeah. the important thing is 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 to be sensible. It, it, uh, will will crew want to stand in this player's way of of potentially playing in the Premier League? Because you know what I mean? That's that's the way that the, the, the player wants to look at it. What I don't want to do is a um, is a football man is is see a player who's unhappy putting a transfer request in from a club who's brought him up through the ranks because he wants to yeah. play higher. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, it's yeah, about, they're blocking his yeah. Sometimes his it's about thing. just being fair on all parties and um, and letting players play at the level that they deserve to be playing at. Sometimes yeah, I can see that. Uh, a couple of signings which really uh, sort of piqued my my interest or caught my eye. Uh, Rabi Rabi Matonda going yeah, well to player, Stoke City. Yeah. That's a phenomenal yeah. signing for for both him and for Stoke. Mm. But um, if I'm the rest of the championship, I'm looking at that and thinking, oh God, Stoke already looked pretty good on paper, and have yeah. looked at, at certain points this year looked phenomenal. Mm. Um, and oh. the other one, <laughs> sorry mate, was um, right. Chad Evans going to where did he go? I, I up Preston, in Preston, 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 yeah, from Fleetwood yeah. uh, on loan. Um, and like you know, Chad Evans, everyone knows about his difficulties, etc. Um, where anyway, he went to prison, then he was found not guilty, not guilty or yeah. overturned. Um, and look, there's a whole conversation about that, isn't there? Like, he lost, he was in it when he when it all started, he was in his prime, he was banging goals, he was mm. broken into the Welsh squad, and it's never quite happened for him since, even though he's been scoring. Yeah, he's never going to play for Wales again, is he? Let's face it. But I think um, it's, I, I think I think there's a, the bigger picture of me, Si, is 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 credit to the lad to get himself back at a level where that he's he's now gone back in the championship and scoring goals because after being through what he's been through, it would have been easy for him to throw the towel in. It would have been easy for yeah. him just to say, I, I, I can't play football anymore. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. He's carried on. He's knuckled down. He's He's not. He's not been in any any social media, any papers. You know what I mean. He's he's let his feet do the talking, so to speak. And um, scored a lot of goals. And it's worked out. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, the a signing which which has intrigued me, but not in the championship. So um, it was obviously West Ham fans. Um, uh, Robert Snodgrass has signed for West Bromwich Albion, which I found quite strange. I'm so surprised that West Ham yeah. had let him go. Yeah. Um, particularly to to West Brom, but mm. I suppose West Ham probably don't see themselves as. In the 
in the mix for relegation, mm. I guess. But but then but then also money talks. If you, if if he's out of contract in the summer, which I believe he was, then um, money talks sometimes. Si, and uh, if if that gets you a little bit of money, and you don't have to pay a transfer fees for the rest of uh, uh, wages for the rest of the season, mm. it's a weird one though because he seems decision. on social media at least it did seem as if he didn't want to go. He like he wasn't. Um, he seemed quite upset on social media, like, and yeah. I know that could, you know, social media is social media, but it didn't seem like he was pushing for that move himself. No, so maybe they just weren't going to offer him a new contract. So it was better to. Well, he seems, he seems, he seems to me to be a player who wants to play, and if he's got more chance to play at West Bromwich Albion, then good luck to him. You know, he's going to be battling relegation because you know, what I mean, it's going to be so hard this season to get out of that. Um, and there's going to be some difficult games and some difficult times ahead for, for West Brom with the way that, that, that they're shipping goals and, and not really scoring many goals. But good luck to him and, and uh, let's see if he can if he can help Sam Allardyce and his team out. Yeah, he'll suit Allardyce as well because Allardyce obviously plays a lot of, um, like, relies heavily on set pieces and playing the channels and stuff like this. And, like, ultimately... Snodgrass is as good as anyone for set piece delivery. Oh, Any goals as well. So yeah. yeah, not many, not many better, not many better from a corner, a free kick, getting 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 goals from a wide a midfield area. You know, so they've got they've got a gem there, certainly. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Andrew Williamson says Snodgrass probably got a longer contract as well. But yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably uh, got something to do with it as well. Like the age. Um, that he's at, he's kind of like at the latter part of his career, so I guess, you know, longer contact would appeal. Gaz said he deserved to play more, uh, but Moyes just didn't like him. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on to the, the clubs. Start at the bottom and uh, and move all the way through the uh, the top. So obviously, and we haven't done a show since before Christmas on no. the championship, so we're going to have a lot to talk about, so we are going to probably go a bit longer tonight, but We'll uh, we'll go through to it's going to be the last few results. Uh, Wickham Wanderers first. Uh, mixed mixed backside to be honest. The big the big Cardiff didn't they just before uh, just after Christmas? Sorry. Then 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 they played Middlesbrough went one 0 ahead, um, and I thought they were value for the money. And then um, and then they just for me they just they, they went and they, they just couldn't get back. Middlesbrough got ahead just before half time, and so I watched both games because it affected two sides that I'm very close to and. I seen two different Wickham sides in in, in in two different games, which is very strange. You know what I mean? They, they won the first game, expected the second game full of confidence, and it just didn't happen. Goals change games, of course, to do, but teams like Wickham can't afford to be one 0 ahead and end up getting beat three one in a in a drop of a hat over like in the space of a, ten twelve minutes. You know, so it's yeah, it's uh, that's why that's why they are where they are because they can't hold on to leads because that was an opportunity for them to even if it's a draw points. Points make prizes, you know. What I mean, the kind and the prizes to stay in this league. End of the day. Well, even on Boxing Day, um, they equalised with about 30, uh, 20, 20 minutes to go or so, and then conceded a goal in the eighty seventh minute versus Bristol, yeah. and lost two one. So even like when they got themselves back into the game or on level terms, they they still couldn't hold it together. And we did say that at the start of the season defensively. We wondered whilst they had some good fullbacks with Jacobson and Co. Maybe central defence was a bit of an issue for them, but yeah. But it's it's a, it's, a, it's about you've got to you've got to do either or, so haven't you? You've got to, you've got to do what Barnsley did last year and score quite a lot of goals. Yeah. Or you've got to keep clean sheets, which 
they're not doing any, you know, and they're not scoring enough goals and, and they're letting too many goals in. So that's the, the recipe of disaster, unfortunately, for the teams who are coming up. They're finding, they're finding things the hard way, whereas the Lutons of last year and the Barnsies of last year, um, the, the companies, they're getting the rewards by either doing one of those two things. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. I um, I, I love watching them. It's just they yeah, just don't seem to be able great, to. They're great to watch. Great to watch, like QPR. They can't if they seem if they do manage to score a couple, they can't defend. And if they manage to keep a clean sheet, they find yeah. difficult to score. But Andrew, Andrew, and the, Andrew Williamson just put something in the comments about Gareth Gareth being a decent manager. I think he's an excellent manager. I think he's. he's good, he? I think regardless what happens to Wickham this year, he will stay in the championship, if not better, uh, or go and do it in a different country. I think Gareth's a, Gareth's a really good manager with really good ideas. Um, I'm not sure about his dress sense on this on the touchline, but that's a different story. You know, what I mean? he loves his boots and he loves his leather jackets and he and he's got he got a different dress sense to everybody else. But he's a He's a charismatic character. He makes football different. He's a he's a really nice guy. Um, had the fortune. I was very fortunate to play with Gareth. Uh, lovely fella. Great footballer. Um, genuinely lovely man. Uh, and he's doing a great job at Wickham. Can't fault him. Yeah, he's got phenomenal hair as well. Uh, yeah, like he's got yeah. the like great someone hair. Like someone else I used to know. But oh, thanks. But uh, yeah, as well. <laughs> Obviously, I was referring to you. Um, I got a COVID cut at the moment. It's like overgrowing like a hedge but uh that'll soon be changing uh next up rotherham my friend yes yeah, so boxing day they got off to a they did well to beat uh beat bristol city after, after missing a few games through obviously players contracted covid um and then blackburn rovers barnsley they had a really really tough christmas and new year so they've had a bit of a bit of a tough start um to the year but they haven't, done, they haven't given themselves um they haven't disgraced themselves let's say that because um the teams that they have played, they've been in the games for periods and they've scored in all the games. So, But they're just, like we just say about Wickham, they're in the same boat. They've got to score more goals than they're letting. You know, I know that sounds really stupid, but they've got to, they've got to either have a solid base and build from a clean sheet or they've got to score out and score more goals. And at the minute, they're not doing it. And what one win out of the last 10, it's not good enough. Not good enough at the minute. Yeah, they're struggling a bit, Rotherham, and they were on a they were on a decent run in terms of the way they were playing. It was just very up and down, like they'd win and then they'd lose a couple. Then they so they they beat they beat every single Yorkshire team this season very comfortably, apart from Barnsley. So you know, what I mean, this is the first local derby they've lost all season, home and away. So they've done it. They've had a they've had a decent season so far because they knew it was going to be tough. But it's about sustainability. It's about it's about continuation. They've got to bring some consistency. With the results and the performances, they've got to get the results. It's not about sometimes how you play; it's about how it's about it's about getting over that line and getting the result. Just get, especially in the championship, it is just literally about getting the results when you don't play too well. And I think, well, ultimately, that's why Norwich are at the top of the league because when they've played not great, they've still managed to drag something out and just get something out of games. Yeah. Um, and other teams probably haven't done that as well. Yeah. Ultimately, mate. Um, so next up, then we have is Derby County. Um, they're trying to recover desperately. Uh, are they doing a good job? Um, listen, there were there were there were there were, four, there were five clean sheets on the bounce up to coming up to Christmas. They got beat on Boxing Day against Preston. Um, they absolutely annihilated um, eight or Crankers Birmingham four nil. Um, and then they lost to Sheffield Wednesday. And since Tony Pulis has left Sheffield Wednesday. Chef Wednesday have picked up and it's it's you know I mean that coincided with with Derby missing a few players as well with COVID. So 
you know what I mean, Wayne Rooney's plans and tactics and, and team selection formation after all those good results and performances had to change a little bit. So I think we can give him a little bit of credit that he's turned things around. Um, but I think he'll be a little bit concerned about the 2 1 little defeats without scoring goals in between a, a, a fantastic result of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, it's tricky, isn't it? Because he was, when he came in, Derby were in free fall. They got off to a, when they had three managers, they weren't doing too well. They gave it to just him and he, he made a good start instantly. Um, he, like you mentioned there about him, when he changes the tactics, that does seem to be when there's an issue with, uh, well, you know, with the way the team plays or what they do is yeah. when he tweaks it a little bit, which you do have to do because of the amount of games played. Um, they had a phenomenal result on the 29th versus uh, Birmingham, but the week before that on Boxing Day, they had lost to Preston. So there's like no consistency there. And obviously then they lost to Sheffield Wednesday. And so I think, think, uh, we, we spoke... And if you said to them just before Christmas, from the 16th into the new year, if you get... Like, would you take sort of six points from the four games? They probably would have taken it. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably, I probably, I probably, I probably agree. But I look at, I look at all the games that they were unbeaten in, all the clean sheets what they kept, um, all the victories that they picked up um, in 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 the end of November, uh, all of December. But they still find themselves in the bottom three, and that's the concerning bit. It must be for Wayne Rooney that we spoke about when Cardiff went on five game, a five out of six game game victory victory streak, that they, they didn't get anywhere in the league because the league is so spaced out. You know what I mean? That even two or three wins doesn't get you where you want it to be. And Derby have found that with a couple of, a couple of defeats, they don't want the gap to become a gap again because yeah. then they'll find themselves. Because we're in January now. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's 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 this, by the end of the season soon. By the time we know it, so they just need to be careful a little bit. Spot on, my friend. Spot on. Um, next up, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I'll start. I'll start first and foremost. I was disappointed that Tony Pulis lost his job um, after a limited limited time. I'm not saying he did a good job, by the way, because he didn't win any games. He he lost four on the belt. Four five games. He drew that's, against Reading. Drew against Reading. Had four defeats, but that's no excuse. But listen, it's not. It's, where they are or where they were in the league, listen, they get rid of my manager, um, they beat Coventry City, they drew against Blackburn Rovers away, they beat Middlesbrough, then they beat Derby. So you look at the chairman from the chairman's role and responsibility, it's a masterstroke because he's got he's got he's got ten points out of twelve. So a great decision from that point of view. But from the ethical point of view, when we talk about managers and getting a bit of sustainability and, 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 and from a club's point of view and a manager's point of view, a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, it's a very Sheffield Wednesday. I'd love to know how many managers they've had in the last sort of couple of years because they seem to have gone through them. Yeah, they love a, they love a change of manager, unfortunately, and and but that has an effect side on people who go in as well. You know that that that, that they probably hampered with who goes for the job because if if they know that they only get six months, twelve months, twenty four months. It's not enough sometimes to put your to put your ideas into place. You'll probably need three, four seasons to have a have a real good go at getting promoted and and potentially having relegation to go back again. You know, because that's a that's what that's what that's what happened with uh, with Neil Warnock at Cardiff. It's what happened with other, other managers in the past, and it's so important for for managers to have a little bit of consistency and a little bit of backing off the chairman. Um, Rob Boyle says is Pulis finished as a manager now. Because um, that's horrific. Um, one thing that worries me is I think that 
if Cardiff are looking at sacking Neil Harris, which we'll get to a bit later, that they might consider Paulus a safe, viable option for just to continue things, but with a different shape. That that worries me. I gotta say. I think the I think the difficult thing here with Tony is. Um... Reputationally wise, that'll have had a, a huge impact on his reputation. Um, I'm not sure contractually how he'll sit with, because um, ah, I'm guessing he'll 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 have a, a big chunk of a contract left at, left at, at Sheffield Wednesday. So will will they allow him to go and sign for another club? Will it will his contract allow it? Well, I don't know. I don't I don't know the answers to these things, and mm. um, I, I don't know. You know, listen. I think if you if you're going to go down a different route as a manager and for a club. Then you've got to give him a bit of backing. You've got to give him a little bit of time. You know what I mean, which is key. And you know what I mean. If you're going down the, down the route of an experienced manager, then maybe they get less time. If you go down the route of a young manager, give him time. Give it five games. Like is oh. that's nothing. That's 25, 25 games. Players, 20, 20, 25. Well, listen, it's, it's impossible. Absolutely five impossible. Games, would you have known all the first team players' names by then? No, I lasted a little bit longer than five games, but um, no. Uh, no, it's impossible. Say you, he he won't have seen he won't have seen all his players play in a competitive game in that in, the, in that time. So that's, I, that's not fair, is it? Uh, Reese David Owen says the the chef Wednesday owner strange. He complained that Monk told him the squad wasn't good enough for their promotion, and then got angry when Monk said the squad needed strengthening. Um, yeah, it, since he's taken over, this, I wouldn't say that they give off an air of stability. To say the least. Well, the thing is, also, managers managers get asked a question in a press conference uh, about signing players, and chairmen listen to these interviews and and see it as they're getting stabbed in the back because they say they need players. The chairman are the ones who write the checks for players, so it's it must be a difficult situation to keep a relationship strong for, between a manager and a and a chairman of someone who's, who's struggling a little bit of a club who's struggling. Andy John says uh, Harris needs five years. Um, does he mean? Do you mean Andy? Do you mean give him five years, or that he would need five years to get it right? Let's see, yeah, but we'll uh, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. In terms of their results on the pitch, mate, is there any improvement for you? Um, oh, huge. Listen, it's, it's all about results, and for them to get out of where they got with a with a six point deduction so far, they've. Um, Didn't they get all them back? They got six out. They've got twelve, but then they got six back. So there's, the, you know, what I mean, they've still minus six on top of minus six on top on top of where they uh, on top of where they are now. So they should have twenty five points, which would see them seventeenth above Millwall, which is which is probably not a bad return after a, after a terrible season. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Rob just asked, who's in charge of Sheffield Wednesday at the moment? Um, uh, caretaker is a caretaker manager who's who was who was there. I'm sure. I don't think they've got a full time manager yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. Manager, managerless Sheffield Wednesday beat Middlesbrough. Uh, first team coach Neil Thompson's in charge. Yeah, Neil Thompson. Yeah, and he steered them to victory over over yeah. the mighty Middlesbrough, mate. Yeah, well, it wasn't a great game. Um, I thought Sheffield Wednesday were were good for their value. I thought they tired towards the end. I thought Middlesbrough fitness fitness levels came through. But Middlesbrough didn't have the quality to break them down towards the end. Yeah. Which, and for me, I thought Sheffield Wednesday overall over the ninety minutes probably deserved to win. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Gaz says, "Imagine if Wednesday still had that point deduction." Another six puts him in the bottom, three, which which puts him in severe trouble. Size, so it's um, what what will be the frustration thing for everybody is if um, is if Sheffield Wednesday finish five points out of relegation in the season, then six points come back to bite somebody in the backside a little bit. So it's a, it's a difficult thing to handle sometimes. Yes, 
Indeed. Uh, next up, QPR, mate. I don't know what to say about this, Sai. I, 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 I said at the start of the season, I like the way that the players because they scored loads of goals. In the last 10 games, they've been absolutely disastrous. And uh, Mark Warburton's going to struggle to keep his job if he's not careful because uh, they've got a, a history of sacking managers at, at critical times. And with the window coming up, it's a perfect time for a manager to change. And I'm not a big advocate of sacking managers, but if, if chairman do it, it's going to be now because... Yeah, a manager is going to be given a pot of money, and because they need money to change their fortunes. But you look at that over Christmas, nil nil against Stoke, one all against Wickham, two nil against Swansea, one all against Norwich. You know, I mean, they played some good sides and they got some good points against some decent sides, but there's still no wins. So it's the bigger picture is they haven't won in ten games, which is just absolutely disastrous for uh, any team, especially down the bottom, because they're not bringing any confidence to the table. They're not. They're just not looking like they're going to get any points on the table, unfortunately. And the thing is as well, mate, for Sheffield Wednesday and for QBR, is managers like Pulis being available only puts pressure, more pressure on the, the managers because clubs can bring in an experienced manager like Pulis instead yeah. of Shep. There's a remit. Rob oh. Boyle, going back to Sheffield Wednesday, says John Sheridan, question mark, loves a manager's job. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still looking for John Sheridan's agent's number just so I can see if he can get me a job. Or, or, actually, probably get me a club to play. Listen, I know I know we laugh and joke, but the facts are, a manager's had uh, 12 clubs in 11 years. And uh, when we're on about Tony Poulis and we're on about steadying ships and things, some managers seem to be the go-to person for certain areas and certain um, projects, so to speak. And um, I'm not a big advocate. I'm not a big fan of it because... Being a manager has got to be a long-term venture. For a football club, it's an investment. And a football club cannot look at the short term. You know what I mean? I was I was umming and ahhing and I did it live on the show side about, about Neil Warnock, that Neil did a great job last year. I was Unless he's going to sign a long-term contract, which I'm not sure he's able to at his age, that I don't want him just being here a year. If he signs a two-year yeah. deal, go for it. Two-and-a-half-year deal, go for it. Because that's, that's a bit of sustainability. It's a bit of um, a bit of closure for me that, that that's what they needed. But... You can't just do a season, a season, a season and see where you go. It's it's not healthy for a football club. You've got to have a bit, little bit of something to, to aim for and, and something in the future. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of the old like 12-month rolling contracts because I just think no, it gives no stability whatsoever. Because the players don't know if the manager's still going to be there come next season. Come, yeah. And it just makes it easier for teams to sack managers as well. It's very... Yeah. Well, si, I, I, yeah, I look at I look at players. Si, I look at you know what I mean. I look at and I'll, I'll use Middlesbrough as an example. You know what I mean that, that that they've signed a couple of players on contracts, different contracts, various contracts, two-year contracts, three-year contracts. If a manager signs a one-year deal and he loses his job or leaves, then whoever takes over has got those players on for the next two, three years. But they might not they might not be those managers' players who, who he wants to play. But he's stuck with them. He hasn't got a choice. So it's the manager's contract. Surely he's got to mirror the kind of players he wants to bring in because then it's pointless. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's it's very very difficult to do anything in six months in a year because it's not even a full year, is it? It's like yeah, well, like that's it, that's that. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, especially with the way that COVID's been. You know what I mean? The contract length has been quite surreal. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Nottingham Forest, mate. Uh, picked up. I think they've yeah, listen. We've got to give credit where credit's due. Chris Hutton's had a disastrous time since he took over. Um, he's unbeaten in five. Four draws, three draws over Christmas, two clean sheets, two one-all draws, and then a clean sheet and a victory over Preston, which is a result in itself, by the way. That's a, that's a very good result. Preston at home, a, 
of electric going forward. So to keep a clean sheet against uh, some of the attackers that they've got, forward players, wingers, wide men. Um, so yeah, I think I, Chris was always going to get it right. He's a he's a very very talented manager. He's he's wore the t-shirt so to speak, and he's got the players. Uh, Lewis Grabbin's back, which is a, a huge player. It's like a new signing for me. Um, he leads the line really well, and uh, it'll be interesting moving forward if him and him and um, um, him and his strike partner do get some game time together because they haven't this so far this season. Yeah, I mean, they've got some, some quality players there, some quality proven championship players, especially going forward. And you just think if they could get it together, they could have that. They could be that team which goes on like a little bit of a run. Yeah. But they just they need something, don't they? Yeah. Um, be interesting if they can get it together. But the last couple of weeks have been a lot better for them, mate. A lot better. Yeah, listen, we've got to give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. Uh, we like to. You know, we'll, we always give our honest opinions, mate, no matter what. Um, next up is Birmingham City. Um, listen, I said at the start of the year how excited I was that Aitor Crank has got a job. He'll he'll keep clean sheets. Um, he'll win games 1-0. Um, kiss of death. So I really I really apologise to every Birmingham City fan and to Aitor Crank and all his players because um, they can't defend for Toffee. Um, Middlesbrough's seen him off with four. Um, they kept a clean sheet against Nottingham Forest, which is great. They got beat by Derby at home for four and then lost at home by um, by Blackburn Rovers. Listen, they're, they're three home games, side. They've scored one goal and they've let in 10 goals, which is that's just not a very good return at all. It must be a worrying time for Birmingham City fans because they've got the players. They've got some good players. They've got money to burn. They've got the money from Drew Bellingham. Um, they've got other monies available from from players that they've sold. They've got some good young good young players. They've got some good players that Aitor's brought in. Uh, Jukovic leads the line very well. They've got a couple of ex-Middlesbrough players, George Friend and uh, Adam Clayton. Um, Hogan up front as well, who, who banged, they banged in goals last season, says the sign from Aston Villa. They've, they've got, on paper, they're, they're very good, but the minute it's not gelling on the pitch, which uh, which must worry the manager because, um, obviously, the owner um, isn't scared to uh, to sack managers. So, I'm no, sure I'd be a bit worried. Yeah, he hasn't quite... Um... He hasn't quite achieved or done, implemented what I thought he was going to implement when he came in. Because I th- I've always felt that Birmingham on paper have got some cracking young players, cracking squad, good mix of experience, quality. But they just couldn't defend really consistently. Like they'd have a couple of games, they'd be right defensively and then they would go to pieces for four games. Yeah. Um, I thought he would at least shore them up that way and he hasn't really. Um, which surprised me a bit. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Sai, and it's, it's, it's got to be worrying, you know what I mean? On um, Talking about defending, um, Aston Villa nil, Liverpool won after after a couple of minutes. This could be a long night for those young boys at Liverpool, by the way, uh, for, uh, for Aston Villa. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've got to say, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm, not a, bit, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan, Sai, now. That's just, yeah, it's upsetting me. As a parent, you know what I mean? Your, son, your son's making his debut tonight, and... Mm will not enjoy it when he comes home later on because it could be on a, on the end of an absolute walloping. Yeah, I no, I'm not about it, mate, at all. I think it's um, I think it's poor, poor. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's what we get at the moment with the COVID and everything. Next up, Millwall, mate. Um, they've had a mixed bag side again. Um, Very mixed. Yeah, obviously after they missed the game through um, through COVID, uh, the last game that we spoke about, they played Middlesbrough. I watched the game; they were awful. Beat Bristol City away from home, which was a fa- fabulous result. And then they're going to two easier games, two home games, 
and they don't get any wins, which is just, I just can't believe it. You know what I mean? The Coventry City game is a disastrous result, um, really bad for their, in their, from their point of view, because where they are in the league, um, who they've got in their side, side is more worrying. You know what I mean? We speak about Jed Wallace all the time and other players. Jed Wallace isn't going to sit around and just accept playing in, in a mediocre championship side. He's going to want to play for a top championship side, if not a Premier League side. So at the minute, they need to be really worried about, about potentially losing their best player. Indeed, my friend. Indeed, I um, you'd have to. I apologise a little bit. My chest is starting to play up a bit, and I'm struggling to catch my breath. Uh, Coventry City, mate, tonight. Um, not as good as uh, as previous weeks. I they, they, they were on a, about a nine game um, unbeaten unbeaten run till Sheffield Wednesday beat them, and then a clean sheet against Stoke, which is a great result. Preston beat them, but then they go on they go last weekend and beat Millwall, which is a fantastic result. So. I think Coventry City, all they've got to do is just churn over enough points to get what they need in order to stay up in this league. And what I've seen so far, they've impressed me the most out of the teams who've, who've come up. And I probably wasn't expecting it. Uh, but for me, they the, the, the look the look a really good side. And Mark Robbins has got them playing in the right way as well. Sorry, mate. Um, next up is the, uh, the mighty, the colossal Cardiff City. Uh, just shocking Christmas, really. Um, period. Um, Norwich City. Um, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Before before Christmas, and then Brentford. We spoke about briefly about uh, about the wonder goal. Um, what, what Will Vaux scored, which is fantastic, good enough to win every game. But um, uh, it was a Canos who scored. Canos who scored a hat trick for Brentford. You know what I mean. I thought he was. I thought he was excellent coming off the wide. I thought yes. you know what I mean. You you've got to. Yeah, so you got to hold your hold your hand out, some hold your hat up sometimes, and just say, "Listen, you, when you play against players who are on fire like that, you know, it's difficult." Can I ask you a question? Then about still scored that. enough goals to win the game. Yeah, of course you can. So I agree with you. Canos was on fire, mate. He was proper, like at a blinding game. It's the sort of game you dream of as a kid, coming up, like coming off the wing, cutting in, scoring a hat trick at the, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world. I think it was the second goal. It might have even been the second and the third goal. Cardiff City players just letting, not just uh, Bakuna, just lets him walk past him. And they just, no one's blocking the shots. Like, mm. it's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that's schoolboy, that's schoolboy defending. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, when, 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 when good players, when good players get in the box, you know what I mean? It's, it's like that they're untouchable and, you know, I mean, they are a good side. I watched them in the week against Spurs as well, against the Premier League side, top Premier League side as well for Spurs because they put the best side out and, it didn't surprise me how well they played. It didn't surprise me that the big Cardiff City and you know, I mean, the, the my biggest yeah. surprise with Cardiff over the over the Christmas period was a Wickham game that they didn't cement and get the result which every fan expected them or the, or they needed for me. You know what I mean? Because it was such a such an important yeah, such an important side to uh, to go and get the result because Cardiff have got aspirations to get promoted, which has got to be you know what I mean. Their aspirations got they've got to they've got to want to get promoted and get in the um, get in the playoffs, but. When you're not beating teams who are bottom of the league, I can understand every fan's frustration about what's going on because it's not, it's not, it's not happening. You know what I mean? I know we're going to talk about Neil later on, and there's, there's questions which are asking our opinions about should he be should he keep his job? Well, the way that I look at it is, if they're going to do it, do it because yeah. <laughs> what's the point of doing it in a week's time? You know what I mean? What are you waiting for? You waiting? You waiting for him to lose? You waiting for him to lose another game? Yeah, they'll do it. Well, they'll they will do it. Either in the last week of the window or when the window closes, because then 
there's no like there's no way they can say, oh, we can't buy we can't buy anyone. We'll have to wait till the summer, and that effectively writes off the season. Whereby they're not out of the playoffs, that they, they could still get promoted this season yeah. if they had the right personnel and whether they back this manager or they get a new manager in. Um, Mehmet Dalman had said earlier in the season that he'd be very disappointed if Cardiff City were not in the top six come January. Well, we're in January. Cardiff are lucky to be where they are, in my opinion. My miles uh, away. Yeah, if you take away. out that five-game run, four-game run, I do wonder where they would have been if they, if for those four or five games, if they continued the kind of form we've seen either side of it, they'd be right down the bottom. Mate. They uh, really would be. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree, Sai. And what, and what, what worries me even more is... Uh, same is, same is, mistakes is, at all times. Yeah, not, not, not really learning. Um, different team selections, you know, consistency with, with that tactics-wise. And I think what, what's probably worse for every kind of City fan is when they look at the league table, they see how good uh, the neighbours are doing. It's, um, it makes it even worse because they haven't really blown teams away. They just, they just know how to get positive results in this league because it's a... It's a dog eat dog league, but it's about just churning results out. You know, it's not about blowing teams away and playing in this style of football and playing that style of football. It's about just getting results. And the teams who've got out of this league, the teams who are doing well in this league this year, is the team who turns up each game to try and win the game. If you try and win the game, you've got a chance to win it. If you don't, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to see what other teams can do, then you're being negative. You're having a negative impact on the game. For me, just try and win it. I'd respect anybody who tries to win a football match. You know what I mean? There's no pressure at the minute with, with no fans. Because when fans come there and you can hear every groan, you can hear every boo when, when people give the ball away, give, give, give players that responsibility to go out there and win a football match and take the pressure off every single man, member of staff that you've got with you. Because if Neil loses his job, there's about five people who go with him as well, by the way. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Don't have any regrets for me. Um, also... Can anyone tell me where Benkovic is? We'll play a game. Where's Benkovic? I think he's gone home, hasn't he? He's gone, gone, back, back, to gone back to Liverpool. Leicester. Gone back to Leicester City. Yeah, yeah he's gone back to Leicester City. Which did he play second football? Yeah, he did. He came on. Uh, he came on in the last game, uh, but obviously Leicester City called him back. I'm guessing that was uh, more out of probably frustration because they can, they can, they can loan him out to another club um, and get more game time, which is important for um, from his point of view and his development and. And, and his, his football career, basically, you know what I mean? Because he was here to play football and he didn't he didn't play, which is frustrating for him. Uh, yeah, lastly, just very quickly on Cardiff City, the fact that we're still picking the same back four, but we're still picking a central midfielder as a right back, who's, mm. by the way, that... I don't want to blame Bakuna because he's playing where he's told, but he's been at fault for numerous goals just in the last four or five games, let alone whole season how yeah. is that not addressed the reason the teams above us are doing well because when Swansea City play badly the next game they address what they did badly when mm. Norwich do something badly they address it and they change yeah. Cardiff don't they just repeat it over and mm. over again my concern, Sai, is it's 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 positionally, isn't it? You know what I mean. The mistakes are down, down down to down to down to positional. You know that he's a by trade, he's a midfielder. So when the ball comes in the box, he's 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 not being proactive. He's waiting for something to happen. And by the time by the time you do that, the wingers nipped ahead of you and he scored a goal. And that's what's happening. You know what I mean? The the amount of win, wingers who are scoring against Cardiff is scary this season, which is probably concerning. So it's yes. not the back four, and I'm not blaming fullbacks because. He's not a fullback, so 
you know, he's not, it was not entirely his fault. Yes, he could be more proactive. He could do certain things like better, but ultimately he's doing his best out position, isn't he? Do you know yeah, what but I mean? When, when you're a, when you're a centre midfielder sign, defensive centre midfielder, if you give, if you, if you switch off for five seconds and somebody nips in ahead of you, they've got the back four to get past or someone's got to smash it in for 30 yards. If you switch off as a fullback, by the time you know it, they've scored at the back post. It's it's a difficult position. It's a different position to get your head around. It's like a centre forward. You miss a goal, does it matter? Yes, you're disappointed. As a goalkeeper, you miss the ball. You're giving a goal it's away. Goal. It's, it's different positions. You can afford to make mistakes. You know what I mean? That's a centre forward well, coming out of me, by the way. Not never a centre forward's fault. Yeah, well, obviously, um, goes without saying. But the <laughs> other thing is to make as well, right? Let's be honest. He's a defensive midfielder or a central midfielder who's quite combative. Like, he knows how to block and tackle. He's not doing that either. So No, but it's, it's, different, it's, diff, it's, it's different tackling as well, Si, because you can, you can afford to dive in in centre midfield because if you don't make the ball, you give a free kick away, you might get a oh, yellow card. You dive in as a fullback. It's, it's a yellow card. It's, it's a penalty. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 defenders aren't told to probably tackle. It's, it's more to stand up, show them a certain way and... For me, I'd like them to bring in a right back. Um, I'd like them to bring in um, somebody who can talk and be a, a little bit of experience and be a leader. Um, well, he says this every week. He's the players. Yeah, yeah. Totally Nelson, agree. He's, changed, he's added to it as well. Like yeah. not only is he saying play Nelson at right back, but he's saying Nelson played right back for Oxford, so he's yeah. done it before. So yeah. there's no real excuse to not do it. because yeah. he obviously he obviously yeah. likes Bakuna, doesn't he? You know what I mean? He obviously likes yeah. him, so he wants to play him. He's finding a hole. He's finding a hole for him. He's just not finding the right hole, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. So for 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 me, uh, you know what I mean? It'll be it'll be competition for places in midfield because you've got some very good players who are who are who are who are, who are all going to be fighting for the same probably two voids. Yeah, in Forbes, Rolls, and Bakuna. Well, yeah, that's it, mate. Isn't it? It's... The competition's good, mate. Competition's good. Let's move on, and then we'll come back to Cardiff at the end with some questions and stuff. Because um, I do, well, there's something else I want to touch on about Cardiff, but I'll just get on with the other teams first. Uh, Luton Town. Not a uh, fantastic uh, Christmas. You know, I mean, they finished off last weekend with a good, really good result against Bristol City. Who, who, but then when we talk about Bristol City, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it probably wasn't a good result because Bristol City have lost loads of points over Christmas. So it's But you can only beat what you can beat in front of you. Um, they've had a tough um, Christmas period. Um, Bournemouth at home, Reading away, Bristol City at home. So to get four points out of out of a nine possibility, I think it's probably not a bad return really when you when you look at where Luton Town were last year. This year they're a lot more competitive. They've beaten some of the best sides in the league. So um, I think they've got an opportunity. Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. I think they've been doing very, very well. Uh, next up, Huddersfield, mate. Um, yeah, mixed, mixed bag. You know, the win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, beat Blackburn Rovers, which which surprised me. Blackburn haven't travelled very well, um, which doesn't surprise me after some of the form last season. But then they're going they're going to lose to Reading, which which I probably expected. Um, lost the local derby to Barnsley. Um, so yeah, mixed bag, but. I think you've got to see the positives from Huddersfield's point of view. From where they were this time last season, they were in the relegation. And for me, they weren't getting out of it. So the second half of the season, what they had was fantastic. They showed great character. Players really, really performed when they needed to. So the position they're in now, they've got an opportunity to to pro- progress from last season, which they are. But they need to make sure that they don't go, don't get dragged into anything that they don't need to. Yeah, 100%, mate. Uh, next up was Preston. 
They've had a a really good Christmas, apart from the last game against Forest. You know, the the clean-cheating victory against Bristol City, clean-cheating victory against Preston, uh, uh, sorry, against Derby, clean-cheating victory against Coventry, um, and then a 1-0 defeat. So, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Preston going forward. You know, the, 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 if they can keep playing sheets, they'll win more games than, than anybody because the forwards that they've got, the exciting wingers that they've got, the attacking midfielders that they've got. You know, I mean, Preston um, surprised everybody last year. But looking at the team on paper, they're not a surprise at all because the, the, the players are good enough to kick on from what they did last year. And for me, they should be aiming for, towards the playoffs. Yeah, and speaking of players, uh, teams which should be aiming for the playoffs at least, Blackburn Rovers, mate. Um, a disappointing Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they beat Birmingham City two 0 the weekend, uh, but to lose against Huddersfield, to draw against Sheffield Wednesday, who obviously below them, and uh, to lose one 0 against Stoke City. You know, what I mean, Blackburn have got goals in them, so I expect them to score. Um, yeah. Defensively, they're uh, they're not shipping loads of goals, but they're shipping enough goals to not win games and and, and lose games. So it's um, Tony will, will be frustrated because they should be for me three or four places ahead of them, touching distance of the um of the playoffs a little bit closer than what they are. So, you know what I mean? But I think um I think he'll 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 bring in a few wise players in the window which will help them progress on and kick on, I think. That's yeah, if they that, don't lose Armstrong, by the way. Because if they lose Armstrong, then they need to reinvest and bring somebody else to, to replace. They've got so many good uh, attacking players though and uh, midfield players and like having Bradley Dak back is obviously like that changes the game from like last year, Jack and Holtby were just they Blackburn was so dependent on those two players, yeah. particularly Bradley Dak. Mm. Like when in the summer, me and you both said they look at the players they brought in yeah. around those two players, yeah. they could really contenders and they yeah. start quite got a run going yet and obviously Bradley Bradley coming back and uh, and scoring against uh, Birmingham City was was fantastic to see you know what I mean I, I love players who come back from injury and 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 get 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 a goal because you can see it in the face it's not it's just just pure relief you know I remember I remember when I was out for a year and I came back and uh, and scored a goal and I celebrated with a physio and it was just the best it was the best feeling in the world because just to be out there is great you know what I mean you feel as though you you're a winner but then to be able to have an impact and score a winning goal or to score a goal is just uh, is just an amazing feeling. Yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, Bristol City. Bristol City. Um, yeah, terrible, really. They've had a really, really tough time and uh, they, they, they got a victory over Wickham um, just before the new year. But, uh, yeah, disappointed. I mean, they lost to Luton, they lost to Preston, they, they, they got beat at home by, by Millwall. A really tough time, and uh, Dean Alden will be a little bit, a little bit annoyed, a little bit frustrated. They've got a big squad, and it'll be interesting if they do uh, twist and go and try and uh, bring some players in. Because Bristol City, if they don't get promoted this year or get in the playoffs this year, the, the severe questions need answer, need asking for me. Yeah, I um, I just think for a team who spent that much money and got that much, that bigger squad to be where they are is failure. There's, there's no ifs and buts around it. They've got to get it together because, like you say, otherwise questions are going to be asked. Yeah. Uh, and rightly, step- rightly so, by the way. Rightly so. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to take it as it is. They're a, they're a huge football club, and, and what goes with that is pressure. Yeah, you've got to learn to deal with the pressure, and they yeah. they just not at the moment is uh, the the facts basically, mate. Mm. Uh, Barnsley next, mate. Uh, a team doing very well. Yeah, Barnsley have had a uh, had a really good season. You look at the the ninth in the league side, and you know, I mean, any team who's uh, who was fighting with relegation until the last game of the season last year, they've had a, they've had a great time. Listen, they're going to lose games. They've lost to Norwich, they've lost to Swansea, 
But they go and beat uh, Rotherham, they go and beat Huddersfield, they go and beat Preston. You know what I mean? They've had a really, really, really good time over the last five or six weeks. And um, and they are going to lose games. But it's about winning the opportunities and, and, and taking games to, to other teams. And uh, you look at the last 12 games, Si, not one draw. So they're going for games. You can tell they're going for it. They're either losing or they're winning. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a bad thing because, you know what I mean? You, you'll get those late goals. And, and, and they've got the players who... Um, we're going to win games. They're exciting. You know, they lost a few players. We spoke about Brown leaving and, and, and other players leaving. And um, I'd be really excited if I was a, if I was a Barnsley fan. You know, what I mean, moving forward because uh, because you just don't know they might even sneak in the, in, in the playoffs. But bigger picture for Barnsley would be they have another good season. They lose some of their best players again, and, and they've got to restart, 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 restart because they're they've been renowned as a selling club recently. So it's uh, it'll be it'll be interesting if they can keep all of the best players to progress forward. Yeah, I think so. The um... Next up is Stoke, and I was just looking at Stoke's results. They were doing really well. They were getting it together. Then they lost to Spurs in the FA Cup quarterfinal uh, on the 23rd of December. Yeah. And since then, it's been draw, draw, uh, and a loss. Um, yeah. Before that, they were doing fairly well, picking up points, draws, wins. They lost to Cardiff, but you know, like other than that, they'd been in pretty good form. Yeah, well, you did the last three games, not, not good enough for a team of Stoke's um, calibre. You know what I mean? The squad on paper, you know what I mean? Size of football club. Nil-nil draw, one-all draw, nil-one against uh, against Bournemouth. You know what I mean? Not scoring enough goals. And with the players they've got on the pitch and on the bench, they've got enough firepower to create chances and score goals against anybody. You know what I mean? They've scored against Norwich City three times this year. Um, you know what I mean? They've got enough goals to win games, but at the minute it's not working out for them. That They're not getting the consistent results. You know what I mean? And, 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 that, mm. and, the, and the gap... The gap in the league is getting bigger because the teams at the top are winning games and getting points on the board, and that must be a worrying time for Stoke, really, because you can't afford the gap to get much bigger. No, I agree. I think, um, like we mentioned earlier, Rabi uh, Matonda is a good signing. Hopefully, for them, he'll bring a bit of, bit more creativity, maybe a bit more pace. Um, but you know, you'd also with that squad on paper, you shouldn't be relying on a, you know, an eighteen, nineteen-year-old lad on loan to. Yeah. to spark you creatively. Yeah, I agree. Uh, got some, you know, ex and current internationals in there. They they should be doing the job. Um, you know, and ultimately, I think like Stoke is one of those teams. I almost feel like they need to stop blaming the manager and sacking managers, and start looking at the players, because the same core of players have failed manager after manager after. Like, when does it become the players and not the manager? I, yeah, it bothers bothers me a little bit. Um, yeah. Next up, Watford, Middlesbrough. Uh, sorry, Middlesbrough, mate. I had to do wrong way around. You forgot the best team in the league. Um, <laughs> um, they, listen, they've done, they've done okay. They're, they're probably the game which I, I was probably surprised the most is is obviously the the, the defeat against Sheffield Wednesday. And, when a new manager comes in a couple of days before and and, um, and brings his own ideas in and, and, and players play with no pressure because they've lost a, a few games. Obviously, Middlesbrough had a game called off on Boxing Day against uh, Rotherham due to um, Rotherham having, having too many players out with COVID. Um, affected them because, uh, for me, that was the game I was fully expecting them to win. But to turn things around against Wickham was, was fantastic. Um, Neil's doing a fabulous job. Uh, for where Middlesbrough were last year to, to, to stay up last game of the season, to where they are now, you know what I mean? Regardless... What happens this season and where Middlesbrough finish? They've made progress, and as a, as a fan and as an as an ex player, um, all I can ask um, is that that continues, really. 
Yeah, 100%, mate. I've been really impressed with um, Tavernier for Middlesbrough. Yeah. He's really stood out for me. I've been very... Yeah, yeah. he's done good. What, what I like about Neil is that Neil sticks with players. Neil sticks with uh, players who do well. He doesn't... He doesn't... Um, <laughs> he doesn't... Um, he doesn't always go to his tried and tested. He, he, he gives young players an opportunity and, um, and and that's what happened to Cardiff when he had the balance of experienced players, older players... It worked for Cardiff, so he, he does it again wherever he goes, and uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's doing well. Neil's got a habit of of um, doing something in this league. He's, he's he's scary, really, very scary. Yeah, it's phenomenal, mate. It's just non-stop success mm. in a certain league. Yeah. Just gets it. I think yeah. is uh, what it comes down to. Um, guys, we're coming into the top six now. If you have any questions, whether it's Cardiff related or whatever. Um, send them in. I know there's a couple already, which I'll circle back to at the end of the show. Uh, but next up, Andy, is Watford, mate. Um, I think from their point of view, I think that, that, that they've had a really, really poor um, Christmas period. Um, obviously, lost to Swansea last time around. Beat Norwich, which was a great result. Uh, but obviously, before that, they lost Huddersfield. So it's and then drew drew with Brentford. So they they've got to keep in touching distance with those top sides. You know, I, I look at the Swansea. Swansea are on fire. Brentford have picked up massively, and I mean probably more performances than the results. Um, and Norwich at the minute are top so you know, I mean, Watford need to probably decide what's happening with a couple of players do players not want to be there ship them out bring players who want to be in it's a, it'd be an interesting month for Watford yeah it will be mate a um, few players there are a few people saying uh, Neil Warnock's doing a tremendous job Reese says can we replace Andy for Kev after that comment <laughs> cut in um, but Watford I think um very up and down, mate. Very up and down. They should yeah. be better with the squad that they have. We thought they were going to, you know, be uh, right, right, uh, challenging Norwich, and they haven't quite got it together. But I think teams like Watford and Bristol, Blackburn, maybe Cardiff, maybe Preston, they so experienced in this league over the years that they could really any one of those teams could go on a, a run now between now and the end of the season and get in the playoffs. Like they all know how to do it, um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Next up, Reading, mate, who've been uh, had a really good season. Yeah, listen, fantastic. Obviously, we were very lucky to have um, have one of their main players on, Michael Morrison, on the uh, on the on the Monday show live, and he, he gave us a great insight. Um, they're always going to lose games. It's a very competitive league, but they've given themselves an opportunity with how well they've played throughout the season and uh, beat Huddersfield away, drew a Swansea another clean sheet, beat Luton, Luton are no mugs. Um, so, you know, I mean, they've got, they've got, listen, they've got a, a really good chance to cement a playoff place if they can just have a little bit of continuation and be interesting if, if they do need to strengthen or if they do strengthen because uh, the manager wants to bring in some better players to push on because, listen, the opportunity to go up automatically is still a, still a possibility for Reading you know, with, a, with, a, with a good run in 2021. They've got some fantastic um, attacking players, Reading have, and yeah. I really think with people like Morrison and the centre-back, they probably are just one or two players off from really making a challenge. Um, however, with them, I know we say, we talk a lot about bringing in the right players and making sure that they're better than what you've got. I actually think with Reading, they could probably do with just a couple more bodies. Yeah, just, uh, to I agree. Squad, squad players, almost. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to push each other, I think more than anything yeah. for me. Push, uh, push the players who are playing. If they get a chance, then then they push each other. And it's for me, it's 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 good for the squad. Yeah, indeed, mate. Indeed. Um, next, 
Brentford. Absolutely fantastic time, Si. I watched them against Spurs. I thought they were very good, very unlucky against a very strong side in the semi-final. But they beat Bournemouth, they beat Cardiff City. You know what I mean? They beat Newcastle in the EFL Cup. So, you know what I mean? I think it's uh, it'd be an interesting 2021 for Brentford because I don't think anybody was expecting them to have a good season after losing the amount of players they did. Um, it'll be interesting to spend any of that money because they haven't really invested apart from um, Ivan Tony. Uh, so it will be it'll be interesting. I, I, I do want to mention one comment though about um, Josh De Silva's tackle. Um, on uh, I don't I don't remember it was on uh, the Dutch uh, sorry the was it the Dutch player on um, uh, for Tottenham the midfield player it was it was horrific um, leg breaker um, Hoyveld or something and it was yeah it was it wasn't great um, and he'll be a big miss for their next game yeah it was not a tidy uh, it was not a tidy tackle by any means but um, and they I thought they were very good against Spurs like unless yeah. Mourinho is one of the best uh, best managers tactically. There's been, you know, there's around, been around ever yeah. probably, and like to to compete for largely for the majority of the game the way they did, I thought was very um, very impressive, and it only strengthens our view that the championship is basically Premier League too. Yeah, totally um, agree. Totally agree. Got some cracking comments, which we'll come back to in a minute. Let's get these last two out of the way. So, um, last three, sorry, Bournemouth uh, is next up, mate. Uh, I think they're just very consistent. You know, Graham Jones came on the show on a Monday, another one of our uh, amazing guests, what we have, and the importance of clean sheets. I, we spoke about defending with him quite a lot. And uh, you look at the probably the last six games clean sheet against Swansea, clean sheet against Huddersfield, clean sheet against Wickham, clean sheet against Luton. Clean sheet against Stoke and a defeat against Brentford. You can't win them all, but it's about clean sheets. Bournemouth will score goals with the players that they've got going forward. Solanke scores goals. King scores goals. Brooks scores goals. Lemar scores goals. They've got goal scorers in their side, so it's so important that they keep clean sheets. And Graham spoke about the importance and about working on it. You can tell Bournemouth have worked on it with the amount of clean sheets that I've just spoke about there. And I could have gone back further, by the way. You know what I mean? Yes, they've had a couple of bad results in between, but... Championships are league where you just can't win all the games. It's not like the Premier League, you know. What I mean, you're always going to lose a couple of games, but um, they've done they've done fantastic, and they'll continue to do fantastic. And they surprised me a little bit um, with with the manager change with Eddie Howe leaving and um, Jason Tindall taking over. Um, it was a brave call by the by the chairman, and uh, it's 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 working out. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Since the first of December, when they conceded three goals against Preston, they've conceded one goal in the league. Which is phenomenal, um, absolutely phenomenal. Sorry, two against Brentford. I do phenomenal, apologize. phenomenal. In that Ridiculous. one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven games conceded two goals. Ridiculous. And when you think how they consistently are going forward, etc., that's why they're right up there. Um, another team who's con- annoyingly consistent is uh, the second, maybe even third biggest uh, club in Wales. Swansea City uh, sitting pretty in the automatic promotion. No, uh, you've got Wrexham, you've got Newport, Cardiff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nah. Four, number four. Let's go four. Let's go four. Um, ah, listen, side league tables don't lie. You know what I mean. All about clean sheets and all about the importance. I mean, we spoke about um, the Cardiff City game when they when when they pulled out the performance of the season. You know what I mean. Then they go and play Derby and lose, and then we thought, oh, the wheels and wheels have wheels have come off a little bit. And then since then, they keep a clean sheet against Barnsley, 2-0. Clean sheet against QPR, 2-0. Clean sheet against Reading, which not many teams have done this season. Yeah. And then they go and beat Watford as well. So, 
They've got a knack of uh, of knowing this league. They play football in the right way. They mix games up. Every different game is different tactics, which, you know what I mean? But they seem to go for games. They've got full-backs bombing on. They've got wide man tucking in. They've got centre-forwards in the box. They've got midfielders tackling, winning headers, battling their way, getting in the box, scoring goals. Uh, listen, it's, it's annoying, but they're doing really well. And uh, I can't really move away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Norwich City. Um... <laughs> A tough time. Listen, it hasn't been hasn't been very easy. The the loss to Watford, um, the drew against QPR after leading, um, and then the beat Barnsley one 0 side. They, they don't score that many goals, even though they've probably got the one of the best centre forwards in the league in, in Pukki. Um, you know, I mean, they don't they don't they don't blow teams away. So you know, I mean, I look at the um, probably the last ten games, the most goals have scored in the game is two, and that's probably what the Cardiff City red in Blackburn, um, not in Forest Sheffield Wednesdays. You know, what I mean, they haven't scored more than two, which. Tells a story, you know. Listen, one goal is enough to win a game, but sometimes your centre forward want that two, three, four goals in the game to uh, to kick on. But you can tell their structure is defend right, defend solid. We'll get goals, we'll get chances, which they do. And the amount of late goals this season, we spoke about it on an earlier show. The amount of late goals that they've got, they've got this season. That's why they're top of the league. If they get promoted, that's why they'll get promoted because of the late goals they've scored this year. Yeah, they've. Um, I said at the start of the show, man, they've got a knack of winning and drawing games when they're not playing well and those are the teams which win trophies and leagues and get promoted because on a bad day they still get something they get something even if it's a draw and a a late equaliser in the 95th minute whatever it may be they just force something and they just grind out results and that's what the championship is all about is the teams you look at the elite the the season card one the league they ground it out one nil, one nil, one nil, one nil. Just only way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then you get the odd team, of course, like Newcastle or whoever who, who blitzed it, and you know they ran away with it or whatnot. But generally, it's the team which can just grind out points, points over performances. Yeah, totally um, agree. That's the championship this week. Um, I apologise; it was a bit um, short and sharp on my my end, but I'm struggling a little bit. But uh, We'll finish up with some some questions. Or actually, no. First of all, we'll do. Uh, Andy's going to give us his two up and two down. Um, let's go with the downs first, mate. What's your first down? Uh, um, I'm going to go for Justice Silver. I know it wasn't. It was a championship related one. It was a. Uh, it was his tackle, but he was a championship player. So, um, Justice Silver um, for his tackle. Um, it, it wasn't like him, but he had the ball. He didn't need to do what he did, and it was. It was um, it was quite frustrating and and uh, quite dangerous really. So I can't really um, I can't really forget that. Ignore it, can you? No. Um, so I, my my uh, my down is going to be uh, Stanislas being racially abused. Um, super disappointing to see. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. We're talking about this shit all the time. Oh, I I just broke my own rule. <laughs> um. Yeah, and just, it's disappointing that we see got to talk about it again, but we will keep talking about it. We won't shy away from it, and we won't yeah. um, ignore it. It's yeah. uh, if it's sad enough that it's got to happen, then we'll talk about it. Mm. Um, so that's my down. Uh, what's your next down, mate? Um, I've gone for Aitor Karanka and his and his team of defenders because um, an Aitor side doesn't defend like this, um, and I know this from from personal experience watching him play week in week out and seeing the way that he trains he's 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 methodical in the way that he his team set up and 
this isn't an eight or side at the minute. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a strange one. Very strange. Um, my second down is going to be uh, Bristol City. Um, they are massively underachieving. Can't put my finger on why, but they are underachieving. The size of their squad, the money they've spent, the players they've got, they should not be performing the way they are, but they are. Uh, and tactically, particularly in defence, all over the place, all over the place. So there are my downs um, for the festive period. Um, give us some positivity, mate. What's your first up? Uh, my first up, I've gone for Neil Thompson. And uh, listen, anyone who can go into a big football club like that and change the fortunes of a players and a, and a group and a football club who, who was such in the, in, 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 in the doldrums is, is scary. And um, I'm, not, I'm not saying give him the job because a full-time job brings its own pressure, but someone who's turned the fortunes around of players and gives people confidence, surely then there can be a role for him under somebody who comes in under an experienced manager but I think it, it just shows sometimes how talented individuals are but finding the right role for the right person then is key because having someone at the club is important but having them in the right position is probably even more important for me yeah I agree completely um, so my first step is like I haven't been very positive over Cardiff City this season at all um, but I'm going to give it to Will Volks because I thought um, in that Brentford game particularly, but I thought over the festive period, Will Vokes was pretty good for Cardiff. He was one of the few positives for that period for the club. Um, and when you score a goal like that, I believe you deserve recognition. Aston Villa have just scored. Yeah, one all. <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. How's Gavin? Where's that's Gavin got? That's, that's embarrassing. Everyone message, everyone message Gavin Randall. See if he's okay. Gavin, yeah. you okay? Gavin? Gavin okay, Gavin. Right. You okay, babes? <laughs> Bless him. Um, uh, oh, dear. Um, what's your last second act, mate? Two words. Bradley Duck. Bradley. He was never, he was never, ever, never getting, getting my, getting my ups. He was, listen, I think Man Crush doesn't probably cover it. Um, he's, um, he's a talented person, individual player. Um, to score to, to score after a year out with a with a serious knee injury takes needs some credit and um I was so pleased. His celebration was just immense. Running the whole length of the pitch to celebrate with um with the rest of the uh support staff and substitutes and things was uh, to, told a bigger story for me, how close Blackburn are and and uh, togetherness and things. So yeah, really impressed with that. Yeah, spot on mate. Um uh, Maya is uh Stoke City signing Rabbi Matonda. Um Obviously, as a proud Welshman myself, I'm excited to see what he can do in the championship. But I actually think it's a phenomenal signing for Stoke City as well. And I'm very excited to see what he can achieve. At, uh, Great at, job. At, at I totally job. agree. Uh, Gareth says love is in the air. I think he's talking so about will this, uh, will this Will this help his, his opportunity to play in the Euros in the summer? Yeah, it's got to. I mean, if he goes, he scores like five to eight goals now, between now and the end of the season, few assists. Got him. Like he'd be in the squad anyway, in my opinion. But he's got an like, opportunity. He's shop window now, isn't he? Shop window oh, in the right I, place. I think it's a phenomenal um, place for him to go. The only other place I think would have been good for him was Cardiff. Yeah. And even then, I you know he'd probably sit on the bench because Cardiff got Neil Harrison. Right? Are you surprised Cardiff didn't go for him? Because you know what I mean. When players of his caliber come available, you know what I mean. I, I well, probably. Cardiff, 
have got this habit, mate, of they don't seem to like a few young Welsh players. I thought oh, he'd do really well at Cardiff on loan, and they just don't seem interested. Um, I don't know whether they do, and they, they you know the players say no, or they just don't bother. It's, it's confusing to me because there's been a couple over the last few years where I really thought, God, Cardiff could do with him there in that position, and they just never, they never quite got it. Um, I thought Rabi Rabi Matonda is exactly what Cardiff City need is a bit of pace. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. I think I think I think obviously with uh, Mendes Lang as well. Um, I just thought it would have been a good fit. I just, I, yeah, maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I, maybe I, I just want people to fit in the holes which have been vacated, but but that's just me. Yeah, but like it's frustrating, isn't it? Because everyone can see what Cardiff City need. Everyone can see that Cardiff needed a right back for years, and they just haven't got it. And it's you just start to wonder why. Uh, it's it's frustrating, mate. So let's say that. Um, right, we're going to circle back because we had a couple of questions sent in earlier on. Uh, so bear with me just a second. But if anyone has got any questions, you uh, you send them in now, and uh, we'll we'll answer them before the end of the show. Um, but in the meantime, here is uh, just a quick video from uh, our sponsor this evening, Bespoke Financial. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big, massive thank you to uh, Bespoke Financial. They specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And uh, they look after the, the king himself. The king of the Millennium Stadium, Mr. Andy Campbell, uh, with various policies and stuff. Check them out. Give them a ring. Tell them that we sent you and uh, see if they've got something which can help you. And that will be as ever. Thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, okay. Let's see some of these questions. Uh, Kay Child says, Andy, are the winners' medals that you won for promotion like actual gold or are they gold? Plated. I don't think the I don't think the gold, but I can get I can get one out, so I'm gonna have a quick look. My, my playoff final one is just behind me, so let's have a look. This is my this is my Cardiff City playoff one in 2002, 2003. Where are we? Where are we? There, look, 2000, 2002, 2003. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I'll do. You know what I'll do. I'll wear that for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. I like, it. I like it. I like it a lot. Wait for a rest of the show. Excellent. It's nice. Uh, I swear, like, did you wear? Did you wear it to bed? <laughs> when you're the night? You do you know it. what? No, no, uh, no. Do you know what? Right, I, I, I wouldn't know where it was. I wouldn't know where it was when after the. I can't remember who had it after the game. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, 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 well, my mum will have had it because my mum and dad came down, and, and I know we went out straight after the game and and things, and uh, and I know my mum went back to the house, so she'll have taken it back for me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't she remember. Told you where it went. It just sort of disappeared. Yeah, but then, it, but, but then, but then, yeah, it just turned. Then it just turned up somehow. So yeah, I'm glad. Uh, Rob Boyle asked earlier. He said, uh, "Andy, obviously you were a phenomenal, great finisher." Was there ever uh, an offer from an established Premier League club? Say that again. I lost that one. Uh, he said you were you were a fantastic finisher. Was there ever uh, uh, an offer from an established Premier League club? Um, I left Middlesbrough and uh, I wanted to go and play more games. There was an opportunity me to go to Scotland in the Premier League in Scottish Premier League. Uh, I was I was I was due to sign for Aberdeen. Um, and then there was just there was just a niggle a niggle in my head um, that was it was it the right move and then um, uh, and I was just about to do it uh, and then Lenny rang me well Corky rang me first and uh, and then Lenny rang me um, and then I was it was a no brainer really with with the players that I knew at Cardiff already and uh, and uh, and then after speaking to Sam and uh, and then coming to Cardiff it was uh, it was a no brainer but best decision I made uh, by turning it down but it was it, it certainly turned my head a little bit because it was it was something new they had something to offer with it being a Premier League club I was yes it was in a different country but still Premier League football so it was it was an offer that um, that I took seriously it just uh, it just it just probably wasn't at the right time yeah I think so it's um, it's obviously I think you would have torn it up mate in the Premier League if some, in some ways I think your game was more suited to the Premier League if that makes sense just because yeah. the space you would have got um but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Let's see how it goes. Um, <clears throat> all right, so look at these couple of these comments. Uh, Reese says, in regards to Rabi Matondo, he says it seems like there's a, a lack of knowledge within the committee. They were probably unaware of who he is. Never mind him being available. Um, and whilst I I kind of agree with that a little bit, Neil Harris is on that committee as well. Um, yeah. So you know, it's mm. up to him to say, isn't it? I want. X, Y, and Z. Um, for for me, Sai, I, I I believe agents play a lot of a lot in people's moves. So for me, he'll have been offered to clubs. I'd be surprised if he wasn't offered to Cardiff City. Be massively surprised if he wasn't. You know what I mean? So Cardiff must have known he was available. Must have, must have. You know what I mean? There's no way in the world he's just picked crew out of out of out of, out of thin air. You know what I mean? Because he'll have been offered to Premier League clubs. He'll have been offered to Championship clubs, and 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 he'll have had an opportunity to pick. You know what I mean? He's picked Stoke City for whatever reason. He's picked Stoke City. Won't, Stoke City won't be the only only club that's 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 coming from nowhere. Indeed, mate. I uh, completely agree. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm really starting to struggle now. Well, I say starting to have been. Um, <clears throat> okay. And have you got anything else that you'd like to uh, to discuss, my friend? I don't think you can hear me. Okay, so um, we'll be back on Monday with um, an all-new show, all-new guests, 7.30. Don't be late. We'll be live, 7.30, on uh, Ace Podcast Nations, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, as usual. Um, we'll also have the Super Kevin scripted episode next week as well, which should have been up this week, but I was rough. And um, there'll be a show I'm hoping to get a shot on Sunday, which will be the next in the uh, in the conspiracy theory show if you'd like to check that out it'll be out on sunday eight o'clock uh and yes massive thank you to black diamond sports massive thank you to bespoke financial uh please guys check out bespoke financial give them a ring 
and see if there's anything they can do for you. They're phenomenal, uh, phenomenal company. Really happy to to be uh, partnered up with them. Uh, thank you to everyone who's tuned in live and joined in. I love I love you all, and uh, thank you to everyone who keeps wishing me well as well. I appreciate that, mate. Makes and uh, in the meantime, we'll see you Monday seven thirty live. Andy, it's a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, great. I'm really looking forward to Monday as well because we've got Craig Harrison as guest, ex-teammate of mine, good friend of mine, um, manager extraordinaire. But we'll uh, we'll dig deep into his um, experiences and uh, and some of the stories he's got to tell. And and some of them, well, one of them is really scary, scary story, true story, but scary story. Uh, so please don't miss it because he's a he's a lovely guy, um, Geordie. So we won't hold that against him. You might not understand him like you understand us too, but he'll uh, he'll get his point across. Maybe we should bring back fake Jordy Gringo Lingo. Just, <laughs> just for one, just for one night only. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, uh, yeah, I rest up, Sai. Rest up. Make sure you get better. Because, uh, it's all I've done yeah. all week, like day and night. Slapped. Yeah. All I've done. I feel so sorry for my missus. Like, she's just been trying to work from home and look after the kids and help them with their schoolwork. Yeah, non stop. It's what it is, the world we live in. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Uh, live. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded and watched afterwards. Uh, join us, check out the other shows, and uh, to look out for the live shows next week as well. There's three of them next week, so be uh, be good to have you join us. In the meantime, have a good weekend. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about bespoke financial teaside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.